have one key scripture for today. 1 John 5, verses 4 through 5. Bookmark that, get ready to highlight, get ready to write in the margins, defile your Bible. It's going to be a good one. Romans 8.35, write that one down. Corinthians, 1 first, uh, Corinthians 15.58, write that one down. John 16.33, write that one down. Luke 10.19, write that one down. 1 John 4. 4, write that one down, and Hebrews 10, 23 through 25, write that one down. Hopefully we're going to get to all those. I really, I really love, obviously, I was a little moved emotionally when we were praying for kids. I really love our kids. They are, and you know this, parents, you know this, grandparents, aunts and uncles, you know this. They are dealing with stuff that wasn't even on our radar when we were kids, right? Like there is, they are, they're going to have to fight a battle that we just did not understand. We hadn't, we didn't even have to have a strategy for because there wasn't, we weren't, it wasn't even on the, on the field, some of the things that, that they're dealing with. And yet, the reason why we prayed for these kids, and again, if the AC hadn't gone out, we would have prayed longer. The reason why is because we need to begin to change our perspective and how we view our children. We need to see them in this present evil age. We need to see them in this world as overcomers, as being victorious. In fact, you need to begin to see yourself in this light We need to see our children as victorious. Why? Because according to Jesus, they are. So this whole notion that the Christian child or the Christian family, the Christian individual, the single, the whole idea that the church in and of itself is now becoming a victim is a huge lie that we should not even entertain. Like, we might be going through stuff. You might be going through personal stuff. You might even be, you might even have some tension at work, maybe even about what you believe in, in, in your faith. You're not a victim. You are not a lamb led to the slaughter. You, th- there is a, there's a victory that, that we can live in and walk in. Let's read this scripture. Hang on to your hats. We need to read it slow. You need to let it sink in. This is the word of God, right? This is, this is objective truth. This is the word of God. This is what Jesus has spoken. Even for the beginning of creation, Jesus had these words written down in heavenly places soon to be transcribed on manuscripts. But for us, not only is it a truth, for us, this word 
is rhema word. It is alive for us right now. I believe in every bit of my being that this scripture is meant for you today, you and your family. For every child of God defeats this evil world. Every child of God defeats the evil world. Amen? I mean, it is, it is defeated. Every child of God defeats this evil world. And we achieve this victory through our hard works. No, through our faith. We achieve victory through faith. And who can win this battle against this world? <laughs> right? Like, this is hard stuff. Who can win the battle? Only those that believe that Jesus is the Son of God. All right, I could probably, I know you're getting warm. I could probably just sit down. We all go home. Like, like if you meditate on this word right here, you're gonna, there's going to be so much unpacked and unlocked in your family and in your own personal walk. But let me help you better understand and meditate on this. Now, all right, maybe you've heard it said, the battle has been won, but not the war. Something like that, right? Is that what, did I say it right? The battle's been won, but not the war. Have you ever in your own life had a, had, a, had a win or a victory, whether a promotion at work or whether like you've gotten, you've gotten some breakthrough somewhere, but right on the other horizon, there is another big, giant, huge problem, another obstacle. Murphy Law kicks in again. You get your teeth knocked in, and you're just like, man, I, I want a battle, but I'm, I'm like losing this war. Have you ever had that, that opinion or that ever thought of yourself? Now, Everybody thinks that way, but I tell you, that is a carnal way of thinking. In the kingdom of God, in the kingdom of heaven, the thinking is completely opposite. Because what we just read here, the truth of the word of God says that the war has already been won. Amen? The war's already been won. We have it right here, right there on the cross. 100% complete victory. Signed, sealed, delivered, the war is over, the war has been won. The trick is walking in that reality. The trick is believing that truth in your everyday life. The trick is walking in victory when you don't feel it. You have maybe won the battle, but you haven't won the war. That, my friends, is a lie from the devil. Yeah. Romans, you know this one. Romans 8.35 says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship, persecution, famine, nakedness, danger or sword. It kind of feels like all the things that are going on in this world, sort of. No one's been killed as of yet. As it is written, for your sake, we face death all day long, and we are considered 
as sheep to be slaughtered. Okay, so Paul is, he's framing this out. Like we're going through some hard times. We're facing trouble, tribulations, hardship, famine. Like it, things are tough. And he's saying it's written it's, or it's perceived that we are just sheep led to the slaughter. We're just gonna, we're just gonna get, we're just gonna get run over here. And this is amazing what Paul says. He says, no, uh-uh. You need to hold that thought captive. You're not sheep led to the, the slaughter. No, in all things, in all things, in your relationships, in your parenting, in your marriage, in your finances, at work, at school, in all things, we are more than conquerors. Hyper Nike. Like out of control, successful. We, all things, in every area, we have victory. If, well, I'll get to that. I'll tell you how we do that. More than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future nor any powers, neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is, in a, that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing at all. No matter how hard life gets and no, how, how hard things, you know, you, how many times you get knocked down. Nothing can separate you from God's love. You are more than a conqueror. I love this one from 1 Corinthians 15. Next time you have to go to a funeral, think of this verse. Oh, death, where is your sting? Yeah? That is the beauty of the Christian life, is that there is an assurance. Look, my friends, if you're doing this right, you should not be afraid of death. There is an assurance of salvation, that there is no fear. I'm not saying that you don't fear fear. You don't, like, have, you know, anxiety about, you know, going to the hospital and things like that. That's, that's natural. But in the long run, like you need to be able, the believer should know by the peace of God that transcends all situations, the peace that falls on you where death has no hold, it has no sting on you, come what may. Look, we're all going to die someday unless we get lucky and everything just kind of ends. I don't know. I don't know, what, I don't know what to expect. But we're all, that's just, chances are we're all going to go. The, the, the Christian memorial service, they're sad, but they're joyful at the same time. I don't understand it. Like, I don't like them, but I don't understand where this joy comes from. What's really depressing is, is an atheist funeral. Like, everybody's super bummed out. So, I mean, like, they've already started drinking at the wake. It's that bad. There's no hope there. There's hope in Christ. Where, O oh, death, is your sting? The sting of death and the power of sin is the law. Let me read that again. The sting of death and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God. He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. What comes through our Lord Jesus Christ? Victory. In some areas or all areas? All areas. 
Therefore, my brothers and sisters, you stand firm, stand strong, don't give up, be resilient, don't quit, keep on running, stay strong, let nothing move you away, always give yourself to the full work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Look, if you're working for God, if you have that mindset, if you know that you are not the captain of your own ship, right? The, the, the Jesus is the captain of your ship. You're not laboring in vain. Maybe you hate your job. Change the way that you think about it. Do it unto the Lord. Don't do it for your boss. Yeah. And you will not be working in vain. You might even change the atmosphere and the culture in the office. You may even see that you have an assignment in the cubicle. It's powerful. So, my friends, don't labor in vain. If the war has already been won, yeah, we, we, we believe that. I mean, maybe intellectually we can't go there. Like, like I don't understand that. How's the war been won? Life sucks. If we say, all right, Lord, I don't get it, I don't necessarily believe, but help my unbelief, because this is what the Word of God says. The Word of God says that the victory has already been won, right? That's what the Word of God says. Okay, if I believe that the victory has already been won, how in the world, Pastor Josh, please, pretty please, with sugar on top, how do I walk in this victory in my current state? Yeah, that's how you do it. First, victory in Christ, victory in everything that we do, has to be won, has to be won in the power that we have been given and not in the power that we're fighting against. So, so, so let me explain. Victories are won when we believe in the power and not in our circumstances. If you have ever had to compete in sports, at business, in life, at sales, a good coach will tell you when you to turn that phone off. <laughs> a good good coach will tell you that you have to have a mindset, you have to project in the future that you have already won, right? So, I, I do these dumb wrestling illustrations all the time, but that's the best I got right now. My coaches said, you have to envision your, you have to, you have to envision yourself, you have to imagine yourself winning that match. In fact, you even have to, in your mind, you need to be able to go through every move, every spin, every situation. You need to be able to, to, to picture it before it even happens. You need to win before it happens, right? Now, I know that that might be tough. You might be saying, well, I've already done that, Pastor Josh. I said, I'm going to win this golf game, and I, and I got my hat handed to me. 
Have you ever done that? You're like, I'm going to win. You're like, you're like, I'm like Pollyanna attitude. Nothing can stop me. And then you get stopped. You ever been there, right? Okay, that happens. And that's okay. It's okay. It's okay to win. It's okay to lose. But you still have to have this mindset in your mind that I am going to win this battle. Because the alternative is, is that you go into a fight saying, oh, I'm just going to lose. You go into a job interview. I just, I don't even, just, I know I'm not going to get this, right? That's the alternative. And I guarantee you, I'm saying it, every coach in the world has said this. If you believe that you will lose, guess what? You will lose. In life, if you state and declare that you will lose, you will, you will lose, you will have a self-fulfilling prophecy that you will speak over to your life, and I guarantee you that negative declaration will manifest. I don't have time to nerd out on you too much, but there has been a, a history of battles where the general has he's got un, you know, the odds are against him at, at huge levels. He's outnumbered, you know, 20 to 1, either whether, whether it's Alexander the Great or Napoleon. They just believe that they were going to win. They just went into that war, that battle, and they said, oh, you know, we already won the war, so let's just finish up this battle. Mm -hmm. Luke 10, 19, I've given you all authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to, have, to overcome the power of of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. This is like, like this is one of these verses that you need to pray and read over your kids. God has given you authority to win, to trample the snakes and the scorpions and to overcome the power of the enemy. You've got it already in you. Amen? Like it's there. It's already there. It's not your power. It's his. And nothing will harm you. Secondly, victories take place when we recognize that what we have is enough. Like you have everything that you need to win. You've been fully equipped to win these battles. 1 John 4, 4 says, You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. This is another one that you need to be speaking into yourself and speaking into your kids. You need to declare this over yourself constantly. The one who is in me is greater than the one who is in the world. So our problem is that when we see our problems, we see them as being bigger than ourselves, which could possibly be a truth, but we even fall into the heresy of seeing our problems bigger than God. That's sin. It's an easy sin to fall into. When you see your problem looming on the horizon or in the hospital bed or in your finances, you have to say, okay, greater 
is he that is in me that is in the world. When your kid is freaking out on his first day or her first day of school, you need to say, greater is he that is in you than any of those kids or any of the teachers or any of the drama that is at school. And you begin to speak peace over your kids. Are you, are you guys getting warm or is it me? That's a little warm. Okay. This one's important. This is probably the most practical point that we have. Victories are won when we realize that we're not in this fight alone. Like you, like you don't have to do this by yourself. This is why we do church. I know all of you guys have problems. I just <laughs> but doesn't it feel better coming together today and worshiping God and making him the focus of our attention than all of our problems on this moment? And we do it together and we encourage one another. Like you are, like your very presence here is encouraging somebody else. You're, I mean, your smile, your handshake, you're checking in, you're meeting somebody new. Like it does so much, so much good. A little kindness goes a long way. You encourage each other. Hebrews 23 says, let us hold unswervingly, consistently to the hope that we profess. For he who promised is faithful. God's faithful. He's, he's given us promises. He's always faithful to his promises. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Like, like, yeah, you need to come. You need to be encouraged. You need to be prayed for. You need to be built up. But also in your mind, you need to be thinking and mindful of ways where you can spur on your brother and sister. Yep. Towards love and good deeds. Now, here we go. Not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. It's, it's become a habit. COVID made it a habit, right? And we're just going to break that bad habit, amen? amen? Not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. And all the more, as you see the day, capital D-A-Y, that's the day of the Lord, that's a big day coming. Now, the war has been won. Amen? Amen. There are battles to be fought. You, we're not going to lose the war. You can lose a battle. I don't want to lose any more battles. The war has been won, but you can still lose battles. I have, in my 20 years of formal ministry, 21 years of formal ministry, I have seen so many faithful hardworking, good people get their lunch eaten by the devil. And I'm tired of seeing that. I'm tired of seeing people fall away from church. I'm tired of seeing people fall into sin. I'm tired of seeing families wrecked and destroyed. It's a, there's enough of that. So the war has been won. We need to quit losing the battles. We need to quit losing the battle at home. 
I've lost battles. I guarantee you, you'll lose a battle if you don't show up. You got to show up. We just can't, we, we can't have this, this flippant attitude that we're going to forsake the gathering. Show up. Even if you don't feel like it, you need to believe that you need to show up, as the Word of God says. Achieving victory in our lives, we need to declare it. Achieving victory in our families, it needs to be a bold, bold declaration of truth. Back to our first John verse. Remember this part? Verse 4. Every child of God defeats this evil world. That, my friends, is objective truth. It might not feel like reality, but it's truth. It's victory. And we have to, what is it? We have to believe it. We have to see it as truth. Like that word of God needs to transform our mind. Every child of God defeats this evil world. I'm a child of God. I'm going to defeat this evil world. My kids, my children are also children of God. And they're going to defeat this evil world. Are you a child of God is the big question. And are your children children of God is another big question. I think a lot of families place more value in their kids doing good at sports than they do in their kids doing good at faith. Your your children are free moral agents. They're going to make their own decisions. They're going to make their own choices. We need to lead up children in the way of the Lord and pray a lot and hope they, they choose God. We do have a huge responsibility, but we do have to ask those very difficult questions. First of all, am I a child of God? Secondly, are my children children of God? That needs to be top priority in family life, over, over sports, over academics, over everything else. You want the world changed? That's how you do it. It is, it's a mindset, everybody. It is a mindset saying, I'm a child of God, I defeat evil. Like, frankly, you need to memorize this scripture. Like, you need to take hold of it in the, in the caverns of your brain cells. You need to memorize it. Again, there is no victory without a fight, Right? So we gotta we gotta fight in order to get these to win these battles, yeah. So we get to have the right mindset. Second thing we gotta do is we have to have, ready? You have to have a deep love and affection for worship. Verse four says, "We achieve this victory through our faith." Right. So. Uh, how do I achieve victory in my life, Pastor Josh? Life sucks, right? I know God's won the war, but I have no victory in my life. I don't win battles. This is how you do it. You do it through faith, right? Now, there is, okay, let me read it again. 
We achieve this victory through our faith. Verse 4. We achieve victory through our, through our hard works. Do we achieve victory through arguing with everybody? Do we achieve victory through thinking that we're awesome? Power of positive thought? No. It is through faith that we achieve victory. Now, maybe you've heard it said. Fear is the enemy of faith. Maybe you've heard that said. Kind of sort of true. Let me ask you a question that maybe most of you know. What casts out fear? Ah, good job, church. Perfect love casts out all fear, right? If you are a person of faith, that's it. If you are a person of faith, you are by de facto a person of love. Your faith is being manifest by how you love and love others and how you love well. That is, a, that is an indicator of, of your faith level. Like if, if, you, if you hate it, most people, your faith, and you think that you're a faithful person or you're a man of, or a woman of faith, you're not. Faith is, the hallmark of faith is, is love. We achieve this victory through our faith. If you are in faith, you are loving. So, when you come into the, the sanctuary, your, your attitude needs to be one of, of love towards the Lord, all right? So you need to come in with thanksgiving, you need to come in with praise, you need to come in with worship, like you need to look at that cross, you need to look at that heart on that cross, and you need to say, I worship you in spirit and in truth with, with all the love that I have. And may that love bubble up in me and overflow, because nothing, remember we said, nothing separates us from the love of God. We just need to tap into that love of God. Verse 5 says, And who can win this battle against the world? Maybe you've asked that question. How, who can win this thing? This is hard. And then he goes on to say, Only those who believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Right? So, I'll just three things on walking into victory and how to achieve it for yourself and your family. One, mindset. You need to capture these thoughts, think about it, control your brain. Second, you need to, you need to fan the flame of your of affections towards the Lord. You need to, you need to say, God, I, don't, I need some faith for this. I need the gift of faith to increase the love that I have for others and for you. Third, um, you're going to have to roll your sleeves up and do some work. Like, it just, it, it, it's hard. I, I mean, not only have I been a pastor for 21 years, but I've been walking with the Lord since I was six. I grew up in this thing. I went to a Christian college. I study all the time. I read the Bible. I don't know how many times. I read, you know, systematic theology. I've done all this stuff. It still takes work. Over here, we've got a hammer and a chisel. We're supposed, we're supposed to love God with all of our strength, our very essence, our very being. It's hard stuff. Okay, do you know what the work of, the work of God is? Jesus says it in, in John 6. The work of God is this. It is simply just to believe. 
right, once we get it down, once we say, okay, I actually believe all the crazy stuff that's in that Bible. I actually believe that I am walking in victory. I actually believe, even though it seems like the whole political scheme is burning down all around me, I actually believe that God, that Jesus has won this thing. I actually believe that God loves me. I actually believe that signs and wonders still take place. And he's still moving. He's still speaking. He's still alive. I, I believe this crazy stuff. That's the hardest thing that you will do in your life is to believe. It is. That's the work of God. Believe. Let me ask you another question. Do you believe what you see? Hmm? Do you believe in what you see? If you're scientifically minded and you need to have things proven to you, then you need to, you need to see it, right? You're, it's the show me state. Who's the show me state? I forgot. Missouri? Yeah, they got major problems over there. The world and all of your problems and all the principalities and the evil forces and spiritual realms, they're going to show you a lot of crap. I'm sorry for saying the C word. They're going to show you lots of stuff. They're going to put it into your vision, how bad things are, how bad you are, how you know, everything is going downhill. Like They're going to show it to you all. Like You need to choose not to believe what you see. Because how do the faith walk? The faith... The faithful don't walk by sight, they walk by faith. You, the faithful person believes in things that you don't see, but you know it to be true. That's the, that's the tricky game, isn't it? So let's just walk by faith and not by sight, amen? Let me get the band to come on up. I know you guys are getting warm. Grab your communion element. It is going to be the hardest thing that you do this week to think that God's going to come through for you. It's going to be the hardest thing for you this week. The enemy's going to come against you in, in ways that you did not expect. To think that, you know, this message on victory, on, on experiencing a victory that's already won, been won, that it's just all been fluff, and the enemy's going to put things into your mind. That, that don't belong there. So let's just not believe that. I want to I wanna tell you 
that the purpose, again, of not forsaking the gathering is so that we can encourage one another with our lives and with testimony. I don't have a testimony for you. I have a powerful testimony from people in your church, a church family member, Stephen, and he is going to share what Jesus has done in his life. So, I remember when I was a kid, and I'm staring at God, asking, said, show me you're real. Show me. And all throughout my life, I've been an addict. I've gone through things that I, I haven't needed to. Um, but just, just recent, he's shown me continually how real he is. Through signs, through answering my prayers. As of recent, I was an IV user since I was 13, 14 years old. Sorry. I'll hold it for you. You got it. Thank you. I need to talk 13, with your 14 hands. 14 years old, I was an IV user. He literally took it from me. I have a disgust. Uh, I, had, I had this stuff touch my skin, and it crawled all throughout me. I've had that addiction since I was 13, 14. I'm 35 years old now, and he's delivered me from it. I have no use. Do not want I don't want nothing to do with it. I stay away from it. He's shown me continual times how real he is. And he speaks to me every day. Every day. I want, like he says, it's still a battle. I still have to roll up my sleeves. I still have to fight. But I know that he's real. That's the one thing through faith, through everything throughout my life, I know that he's here with me. And I will continue, continue to live through for him. No matter what, and I'll let my, I'll let my, what is it? I'll let my life speak. Let him speak through my life. Because that's the only thing that's going to, through the spirit. And, and I was out here, a lot of people know me out here. I was using hard. Um, but now that my life is the way it is, now I only have a week clean. I'm not going to lie. But I know, I know from the bottom of my heart that he has taken it from me. Amen. Amen. All right, that, my friends, is a battle won. That, my friends, is what victory looks like. And it is available for you. You just draft off that testimony. That's a huge one, folks. What, what did it seem from 15 to now? 35 years of addiction to some of the worst dope on the planet. And if, if God can do it for Stephen, he can do it for you. That's right. That's right. There is victory to be had. Show up to the battle, start fighting, believe, and win. Amen? This is the body of Christ, which was broken for you. You have been invited to this table to make fun of your enemies. You have been invited to this table to have victory over those evil spirits that mock you on a constant basis. Everything that you need has been provided for you in the body of Christ. In this little wafer, but also in this congregation. We are the body of Christ. You can't just eat the wafer. You gotta not forsake the gathering.
your kids don't want you to forsake the gathering. Receive the body of Christ for everything that you need in this world. I want to encourage you to do a little more Bible study. Continue to read the rest of Hebrews. Hold on to your hats because it's, it's a rough ride. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Chances are by the time you exit those doors, you might sin. <laughs> so, I mean, there's a good chance of that for some of you. I know you. Um, <laughs> yet, if we are honest about ourselves, like, you know, I don't want, to, I don't want that sinful nature in me, in me anymore. And God, continue to, to cleanse me and wash over me. Like, this is where we take care of that stuff right now. The, the shed blood of Jesus washes away all of our sins. The writer of Hebrews says, uh, yeah, that is 100% true. This is where the victory lies. The victory lies in the blood. But the, the, the writer of Hebrews gives us a very stern warning. Those that continue to sin willingly. It's going to turn the air conditioner off. So don't just lie to yourself saying that your sin is okay. Don't sin willingly. Just make, make Jesus the Lord of your sin. Receive the blood of Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. There's a table that you prepare for me in the presence of my enemies. It's your body and your blood you shed for me. This is how I fight my footsteps. Allow God to give you a blessing where you will be victorious. If I could have the ushers come to the front, I'm going to receive the offering, return to the Lord. He is faithful. He is kind. He is made a way. Let's put the mark of God on our finances. God, right now, bless this offering to its fullest extent. Meet our needs in accordance to your riches in the midst of your body. Thank you so much for this offering. As that basket is being passed around, let me pray a prayer of blessing over you. Like you need God's word in your mind this week. You need to have a love and a reverence for the Holy Spirit in worship. You worshiped him now, you need to worship him tomorrow in reverence. You need to believe that God is out to bless you and not harm you. So may the God of peace, God himself, sanctify you, make you better than you were yesterday, through and through, every single holistic part of who you are, mind, body, soul, and spirit. May the, may, may the God of peace 
sanctify you through and through. May your whole mind, body, soul, and spirit, may it be sanctified until the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. On that day, capital D. The one who has called you into this battle, he is faithful. He will never leave you. He'll never forsake you. And if you are in him, if he is in you, you cannot lose. Amen? Quit losing battles. Start winning victories. God bless you guys. Amen. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight.